Welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. Are you looking for a safe place? I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. I only know of one place that is truly safe, and we want to talk about Him today. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our listeners in Texas and Nicaragua. Amen. In case you didn't know, Red Pill Torah can now be heard on Reach Gospel Radio in Maryland, Delaware, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania, and also on the Reach Gospel Radio app. If you are in any of those areas or have the app, please listen out for it at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday mornings. Let us know that you heard the program, and please keep us in prayer. If you're following the Torah portion for this week, then you know we'll finish the Book of Numbers. As always, there are many fundamental concepts to learn about our Elohim, about our faith, and ourselves. For today, let's focus on the 35th chapter of Numbers. It starts out with Elohim instructing Moshe regarding the cities for the Levites. Their cities were to include open land for raising crops and livestock. The Levite cities also had another special function. Reading from verse 6, The cities you give to the Levites are to be the six cities of refuge to which you permit the person who kills someone to flee to, plus an additional 42 cities. Thus you will give the Levites 48 cities with their surrounding open land. As to the cities you will give from those uh, the people of Israel possess, from the many you will take many, and from the few you will take few. Each tribe will contribute from its cities to the Levites in accordance with the size of its inheritance. Here we see more of the wisdom of Elohim. His instructions allow for a safe place for people who have killed someone. These cities of refuge were to be distributed around the land in proportion to each group's inheritance. Jehovah continues to explain that these cities of refuge are for people who kill unintentionally. According to verse 12, these cities are to be a refuge for you from the dead person's next of kin, the blood avenger, who might otherwise avenge his uh, relative's death by slaying the killer prior to his standing trial for, before the community. These cities of refuge were for the people of Israel as well as for the foreigner and resident alien with them, so that anyone who kills somebody by accident could find safety there. Verse 16 lays out some exceptions. Reading from verse 16, it says, However, if he hits him with an iron implement and thus causes his death, he is a murderer. The murderer must be put to death. Or, if he hits him with a stone in his hand big enough to kill someone, and he dies, he's a murderer. The murderer must be put to death. Or, if he hits him with a wood utensil in his hand, capable of killing someone, and he dies, then he's a murderer. The murderer must be put to death. The next of kin, or blood avenger, is to put the murderer to death himself. Upon meeting him, 
he is to put him to death. Likewise, if he shoves him out of hatred or intentionally throws something at him, causing his death, or out of hostility strikes him with his hand so that he dies, then the one who struck him must be put to death. He's a murderer. And the next of kin, or blood avenger, is to put the murderer to death upon meeting him. All of these circumstances suggest that the murderer intended to harm or kill the victim. Striking someone with a piece of iron or a stone seems inherently dangerous. I agree. It seems hard to give someone a love tap with a piece of iron. Yep. Elohim also accounted for an act of gross negligence, like accidentally hitting someone with iron. Elohim clearly expects his people to take great care in what we do, which means we must act in ways that care for those around us. Verse 22 says, But suppose he shoves him suddenly, but without hostility, or he throws something at him unintentionally, or without seeing him, being his enemy or seeking to harm him, he throws a big stone big enough to cause death, and the person dies. Then the community is to judge between the one who struck him and the next of kin, or the blood avenger, in accordance with these rules. And the community is to save the killer from the blood avenger. The community is to return him to the city of refuge to which he fled. The Torah speaks a lot about the shared responsibility of living in a community. A key benefit of having neighbors is that they all hopefully look out for each other's common good. It would make no sense for a neighbor to see the house across the street being broken into and to not call the police or do something to get help. The next home to be broken into could be that neighbor's home. Years ago, there was an urban saying that people would repeat as a warning. They would say, snitches get stitches. In other words, if a neighbor told law enforcement about a crime, that neighbor would face wrath and retribution from others in the neighborhood. Now that's a fast way to ruin a community. In our time, society has truly strayed far from the wisdom of Elohim. People who live by Torah really do make the best neighbors. I agree, Daddy. Elohim's instructions are full of grace and wisdom. He knows that we need both, working simultaneously to do things His way. In our Torah reading, we see grace and wisdom in the duration of a killer's stay at a city of refuge. Verse 25 says, A killer is to live there until the Kohen Hagadol, the high priest, who was anointed with the holy oil, dies. But if the killer ever goes beyond the limits of the city of refuge he fled to, and the blood avenger finds him outside the limits of his city of refuge, and the blood avenger kills the killer, he will not be guilty of the man's blood, because he must stay in his city of refuge until the death of the Kohen Hagadol, the high priest. But after the death of the high priest, the killer may return to the land he owns. These things shall constitute your standard for judgment through all your generations, wherever you live. The cities of refuge are clear pictures of our Messiah, Yeshua. Mm -hmm. Romans 6, verse 23, tells us that the wages, or fair compensation, for sin is death. But the gift of Elohim is eternal life through our Messiah, Yeshua. Now, we've worked hard for the death we deserve through Yeshua, Yehovah's salvation, 
we can exchange the death sentence that we worked for and receive life. Mm. All we have to do is stay in the city of refuge. This picture of the Messiah doesn't seem to support the notion of once saved, always saved. Renouncing our Messiah is like leaving the city of refuge, walking up to the blood avenger, and expecting a friendly handshake. Now that's not the reception that one should expect outside of the city of refuge. You got that right. Mm -hmm. The Torah clearly spells out a death sentence for sins that are not atoned for. Sin and death are inseparable. Sin causes the death of the sinner and may even kill others who are associated with the sinner in some way. Imagine people who follow the example of a person with sinful ways. While the follower is responsible for his own sin, Elohim will also demand accountability from the person who provided a poor example. The poor example in this case may not have intended to cause the death of the followers, but their intentions do not free them from the law of sin and death. Only Yeshua, the city of refuge, can do that. According to ancient Jewish writings, the roads to these cities of refuge were really easy to travel. They were wide, free of hindrances, and there was clear signage to point the way. There were even bridges built to facilitate travel despite obstacles like water or valleys that could delay the fleeing person. The Hebrew society even maintained these roads, ensuring that they remained accessible and open to people who needed them. This reminds me of Yeshua's open invitation. In John chapter 6, verse 37, Yeshua said, All who the Father gives me will come to me, and him that comes to me I will in no way throw out. Yeshua's salvation is available to everyone who comes to him. The invitation simply couldn't be any more open. I love that the cities of refuge were full of Levites, the people who were charged with learning, teaching, and applying Torah in situations that required judgment between parties. Yeshua is not just the city of refuge. He is the living Torah. I imagine that the refugees in the city of refuge didn't have to go far to learn about the Torah. There were surely more teachers than refugees in this city, so the wisdom of the Torah was readily available. The same is true for us who take refuge in the Messiah. He sent the Ruach HaKodesh to be our teacher. In John chapter 16, verses 13 through 15, Yeshua promised that when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of his own initiative, but will say only what he hears. He will also announce to you the events of the future. He will glorify me because he will receive from what is mine and announce it to you. Everything the Father has is mine. This is why I said that he will receive from what is mine, and I will announce it to you. When the high priest died, the refugees were absolved of all guilt for the death they caused. The blood avenger could no longer lawfully pursue the refugee. In like manner, the death of Yeshua, our high priest, erased the guilt that we carried for our sins. Romans 8 verse 2 tells us that the Torah of the Spirit which produces this life in union with Messiah Yeshua, has set me free from the law of sin and death. Now, we don't have to run or fear the eternal consequences of our sin. I like that, Daddy. Me too. The Torah of the Spirit 
in union with Messiah Yeshua produces life and frees us from the law of sin and death, not one without the other, right? Amen. Getting back to the city of refuge, the only safe place for a fleeing killer was a city of refuge. The fleeing person could choose to go to a different place that may seem safer to them. Um, if the blood avenger found that person in any place other than a city of refuge, the blood avenger could kill that person. In like manner, the only way to be safe from the law of sin and death is to find refuge in Messiah Yeshua. Amen. You are free to choose another way if you insist. Just know that you are not free to evade the consequences of your choice. The law of sin and death is the blood avenger, and it is lawfully pursuing everyone who has not appealed to the one authority that is higher than the law of sin and death. Jehovah, the Creator, has invested all authority in Yeshua, His unique Son. There is no other authority to appeal to. It's a dangerous decision to ignore the one authority who can cancel the assignment of the blood avenger. Mm -hmm. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 28 and 29 says, Someone who disregards the Torah of Moshe is put to death without mercy on the word of two or three witnesses. Think how much worse will be the punishment deserved by someone who has trampled underfoot the son of Elohim, mm. who is treated as something common, the blood of the covenant which made him holy, and who has insulted the Ruach HaKodesh, giver of God's grace. So, what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and hope that there are no consequences for your sins? Or would you take the red pill and run to the city of refuge, Yeshua Messiah, and urge others to run there as well? Only you can answer that question. Here are a few other questions for you. They are found in Proverbs 30, verse 4, and they are subtly woven throughout the entire Bible. The questions are, who has gone up to heaven and come down? Who has cupped the wind in the palms of his hand? Who has wrapped up the waters in his cloak? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? And what is his son's name? Surely you know. Every word of Elohim is pure. He shields those taking refuge in him. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Please go back and listen again to what was shared and talk about it with your family and friends. Let us know what the Ruach HaKodesh is saying to you. Thanks for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Torah, where you can handle the truth.